0: Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat,
2: and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen
0: Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Of the Law & Order franchises, SVU is considered especially watchable.
1: We are the amateur detectives who kind of investigate the vicious felonies these episodes are based on. These are our stories. Dun-dun!
0: And welcome to that's
1: messed up an SVU podcast. I'm Kara Clank and I'm Lisa Traeger. We are the hosts, and we talk about SVU, the crimes they're based on, and we interview celebrities and cool people. And <laughs> best gig of my life. Um, <laughs> you know, we had to pre-record our last Happy New Year intro, but now this is the official Happy New Year, yeah. Happy New Year. We for can real. discuss, yeah. yeah post-holiday break. Uh, so much has gone on. Well, for me, <laughs> maybe so much has gone on, but mostly I had COVID and I lived like the Willy Wonka grandparents slash Gilbert <laughs> Grapes mom. <laughs> and I watched 800 hours of everything you can imagine. The and Willy Wonka
0: grandparents. I really wanted to send you something while you were sick, but I just couldn't think of anything besides food. And I was I like, know, it's I, tough. you know, I just was like, <laughs> I was like, I want to send her something to, like, occupy her time. But,
1: like, what what can you even send? I, like- I had a coloring book. I colored two pages. But <laughs> it was just, I don't know, because you still, it's still like a holiday. It's all just mental games. Did it's you all get out and games. go on
0: walks at all, like, by yourself, away from people? Or did you just literally quarantine inside a couple time.
1: times and then um I drove around sometimes I did a few outsides but no I like wallowed in my misery for sure
0: yeah but then after it was over yes
1: I went to New York and I had probably one of the best New Year's of my life I, I
0: mean say. it looked so fun and I was like you know what sometimes you gotta walk through the rain to get to the rainbow or whatever the bullshit meme with from a Britney Spears Instagram is you know like yeah that sucks. You had COVID. That sucks. You had to stay inside, but then you got to be, go to New York
1: completely well, immune. <laughs> the COVID of it all to the listeners is I also, my piercing got infected. So my ear was bleeding. So I went to urgent care and it, like I had a tiny strand of hair wrapped around my earring. I was laying there. uh, Yeah. Ugh. As they unwound it, and it was gross. So I was on antibiotics, so I also couldn't, like, get drunk out of my mind. But when the fever hit and the chills, I'm glad I went and got tested, but I couldn't even—Kara had to go get my antibiotics. Like, I like it hit me hard. You were
0: nervous about COVID, and I was like, listen, it, this could be COVID, but it could also just be, like, your reaction to this infection or whatever. Yes. So then I, I got you a bunch of Powerade and some antibiotics, and then— you went and walked to get a test. (laughs) Yes.
1: And I ran into, I looked wild. Like cars were literally like, go ahead. Like people were, (laughs) I was walking like a, like an old person with a tiny, tiny gate. Like it was like, uh, is that what it is? Little steps. But anyway, so I was just like, I also couldn't sleep because the ear, it was just like a wild few days, but, but that's what's wild is like, I'm sick but it's like so was everyone I knew 85 people and with COVID everyone got COVID thousands of people and I'm lucky I'm not dead like that's the thing it's like you can complain and it's like oh that hurt but with everything happening it's like oh thank god whatever yeah I got my taste back but get boosted everybody luckily
0: she had an easy thing and everybody's you know get that boost
1: Enough about COVID. Anyways, yeah, New Year's was amazing. Like, I feel like the coolest girl in the world. Like, I know someone that owns a fucking restaurant that has seafood towers. You know, it's cool.
0: And did you see the drink named after you? Um,
1: No, the, there wasn't an actual drink menu. Maybe it was, like, in theory. So this, this has happened to me before, and I've talked about it, where I thought I was hosting the New York One Halloween parade, but I wasn't, <laughs> and I was just being interviewed. And so, like, this happens to me a lot, where I think, like— things are happening and then they're, but also the opposite. Like I thought I was just doing an online interview and then I was on MSNBC. So like, <laughs> I am just constantly kind of confused, but El Pinguino in Greenpoint. And it was just like low key, but luxury. Yeah, one of you
0: tagged it. One of you tagged it in your story. And I went to go see where it was, but you had tagged the El Penguino in Chile, the country. Oh, amazing. So <laughs> I was like, wow, they really went all out.
1: <laughs> I should have just tagged them. I followed them on Instagram. I don't know why I tried to do the location thing. But
0: but it looked like very fun. We
1: took shots of caviar off our hands. I was just like scooping caviar into my mouth and like a small intimate group. And, it was, and, and then uh, my friend Emmy brought her dog after like at 1230. So we got to have a tiny, tiny... Oh, I ate mushrooms too. I'm forgetting that.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. You really had a night. You had a night. I... My New Year's was like, just like everybody, like I had like, okay, this plan, and then that fell through. And then this plan, and then that fell through. And then and then I was like, finally like, okay, Jared and I are just going to go to dinner at this restaurant that's spaced out or whatever and go with one other couple. And they contacted us like five hours before and they were like, we're so sorry. We need to can't like shut the whole restaurant down due to COVID. So we were like, the universe does not want us to go out. So we ate pizza and watched licorice pizza
1: Where'd and you get the pizza?
0: From the pl- town. Um, right. And we got, we get the Detroit style and it's really good.
1: I love a fluffy crust.
0: It's so fluffy and good.
1: Well, the New Year's Day, my friend Julia made deep dish pizza from scratch. I
0: saw it. looked amazing.
1: And obviously like the consistency at restaurants is different. Like there, there's like this was the best deep dish pizza I've ever had. Wow. It was like the crust. I've never had a crust of pizza that good. From
0: a Chicago gal, that's deep compliments.
1: Yeah, I'm saying like the consistency is different. Like it's not as like a hefty lasagna, but the it was, it, it ruined my night because I had a show that night and I definitely had diarrhea like four times at the club. <laughs> <laughs> Mid-conversation, I was like running (laughs) to people. And I learned nothing after having COVID. I share joints with people. Like, I truly was just like, back at it.
0: (laughs) Well, I bet after you get it and you, you isolate for 10 days, you feel pretty immune and like, whatever, nothing can hurt me.
1: No, I think I already have it again. You know, like I, (laughs) it's, it's gonna
0: ruin me forever. I think you get a smidgen of immunity. I think you do have it. you won't get it for a little
1: bit. Oh my God. And then I watched the movie Searching on my flight home. And I don't know if anyone has seen it, but 90% of the movie is a computer screen doing organizing. And I was like, this is a movie made for Kara. And you had, you saw it in the movie theater, which I loved. I, she
0: texted me. She goes, you would love this movie. Searching. I go, bitch, you know I saw it in the theater. <laughs> like, I love that movie.
1: Like, you see him slowly build an Excel spreadsheet and fill it out. Like, I was yeah. like, what is this? And then,
0: like, like his desktop is pretty neat. And I love that. I stand a clean desktop. Like, he doesn't have, like, a ton of shit. It's nice. I Except like
1: it. for a little bit as a clue that he's losing it a little bit. You yeah. Because then after nuts. he works. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was so good and crime and I don't know. I don't know. Everyth- I, I thought we had so much to talk about, but I, I was incapacitated for a lot of it. So like, what do you got? You were on the East Coast Christmas. Your daughter got a police car.
0: I went to the East Coast with my two kids and my husband and it was kind of a nightmare. It was, it was nice to see my family, but everybody got sick, not with COVID, just with colds and sick kids suck. And then with COVID, we couldn't go out anywhere. Like I had plans to like, you know, get them out of the house, like see a mall Santa, go to an aquarium. Like we couldn't do shit because of COVID. It was cold and rainy out the whole time. It did snow. It snowed like an inch. So my daughter got to wake up and see, Rosie got to see snow, which was like
1: really cute.
0: And we got some cute pictures of her. What did
1: she say? Did she like snow?
0: She was like, oh my God, it's snow. then she she kept going, I want to make a snowman. But you know how like when it's fresh, fresh snow and there's not that much of it, like we made a tiny, maybe like six inch snowman. And she was like, I need a carrot for its nose. Like, I mean, she was really directing a production. So it had a baby carrot nose. It had no eyes. I mean, it was not the best snowman I've ever seen, but maybe I'll post it on the uh, Instagram story so you guys can see how pathetic it was. But she liked it, but then she kept going, I'm getting wet because she doesn't have any snow shit, you know? So she's like, I'm wet. Why am I wet? I was like, we gotta go back inside. <laughs> so it was kind of crazy. We went to West Virginia. My, it was just like the, the traveling with my kids was like a full nightmare. I wanted to jump. I wanted to jump out of the plane.
1: Yet next year, everyone should come to
0: you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I said. I was like, I won't. I'll travel with them again in the summer when like the chances of colds are lower. You can be outside, like being just trapped in a house. But plus there were two other kids. My brother's kids were there. So it's like, they and they were super sick. So like everybody's fucking sick. There's four sick kids running around. It was just like not, it wasn't it. And um, yeah, just my thoughts and prayers go out to anyone that has kids that travels with your kids. I think sometimes I give off the impression that I'm like an easy breezy parent and that it's like easy for me. And I don't, I I would hate to give that impression because it is not fucking easy. It sucks. And, um, you know, it was just tough. But now we're back in LA. We've really leveled out as a family. Everybody's on the up and up health wise. Everyone's back on schedule. We're doing good.
1: Did you get any Christmas gifts?
0: Ah, well not Lisa I posted this on the Instagram for the for the show but in case anybody didn't see it Lisa did get me a gorgeous tea towel that says um Sweet dreams are made of brie. Who no, are made of cheese? Who am I to disagree? Which is so cute and funny. And then my mother in law gave me the exact same fucking towel, and I was like, I was "Wow!" <laughs> my reputation
1: <laughs> as a cheesemonger precedes me, I guess. <laughs> well, I have one more present for you, uh, but it's wow. pl- it finally arrived. Um, Unfortunately,
0: my siblings are Grinches, and they were like, "Let's not do presents. Let's just like let the kids open gifts." And so we didn't really do. My mom got me like a nice scarf and some soft socks, but. We didn't really do... And she kept calling them birthday presents because we weren't allowed to do Christmas presents. So, (laughs) you know.
1: But did um, Rosie like her cop car? Oh, my God. She's more of a fucking
0: cop than ever. She loves it so much. She keeps talking about it to everybody like they know what it is. She's like, my Chasey car. Like, because the character's name is Chase, but she calls him Chasey. And she just keeps being like, I got a Chasey. Like when she got it, I do have a video of it. She was like, I got a Chasey. I got a Chasey. Like she's really excited. So it was
1: cute. Well, I guess we can just move into fake life, which is television shows that we're watching. Fuck, we have so much television
0: to catch up on that we've been watching.
1: Well, anyone that wrote, know that they're not watching Yellow Jackets, you're making a giant mistake.
0: Unless, I guess, you don't have showtime. Well,
1: I have a hack. Oh, So basically what you need to do is you wait. um, There's two more episodes left of Yellow Jackets. Dexter's all wrapped up. What you need to do is Amazon has a Showtime channel and there's a seven-day free trial. So if you sign up for that Showtime channel on Amazon, you could get a week free and watch Yellow Jackets in a week.
0: This is exactly, by the way, how I watched... uh, the stars version of the Keith Raniere information as I just signed up for a month free trial and watched it all really quickly. I forgot what that one was called.
1: But also let's say it is in your budget paying $14 for a month and then canceling it and just enjoying this show is worth it. I would put it on. Par- we'll see how it ends and goes like I can't. I can't full-on say it, but to me, it's gearing up to be at the level of Breaking Bad in terms of, like, excellence.
0: It's like, I just watched the first episode last night and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it looks, it's really good so far.
1: And what I love is everyone's like, oh, but what if, they pitched it as a five-season show, so it's planned out. Melanie Linsky asked all these questions because she was, like, so scared to get stuck in something. And so, and it's already picked up for season two, and they are not, moving that fast. Like, I do feel excited. I think this is yeah. a well, and then Karen Kusama is the director who did Jennifer's Body, which I really liked. Um, so it's gory. It's so many girls. It's so many flawed female, there's only like three men in the whole show. It's just like a 20 girls in this show. And
0: I, what I kind of like too about it specifically, if you're in my age bracket, is like, it is my exact age. Like 96, I was in high school. So like, it is, you know, very
1: people like, are the, raving about the music. It's a little. I'm Music not
0: is is inclined. the music is really specific to like high school for me, but also like just like the chokers and the floral dresses with the jean jackets. Like I don't know, like the 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 fashion is good. Like I I really, it's really, it's hitting it for me.
1: Yeah, it's 1996 and 2021, and Christina Ricci is a revelation and will be winning every award. There's like, I just, she's so good. Well, what I'm really loving, too, that's reminiscent of old-time life is... Everyone's hooked and excited. There's like five, six mysteries happening at once. Yeah. And so I love the week by week of like all the recaps and the articles and the Reddits and all the group texts. And like, we we have to add you.
0: I'm going to try to get caught up like this week so that like I can watch the next two live with people. Yeah. It's
1: been really exciting because then it's like, well, well, this theory. And then you think, and then all of a sudden it hit me and it's like, actually, that wouldn't work because of this and this. And like, they just, um, There's just so many mysteries afoot and it is really cool. But I did watch one uh, Vulture Fest um, cast interview thing and Juliette Lewis did not want to be there. And she was such a bitch in this clip. And the moment it ended, she like threw down her mic and walks off in her heels and like... You could see people be like, like the rest of the casts are reacting, but not really. And they're like, what? Like, so I don't know what. Wow. She's been in the biz for like 30 plus years. So like maybe she's just overdoing panel. But then the young girls are so excited to talk so much. And then you kind of see the um like Christina Ricci and Juliet Lewis look at each other and like not I don't know it was but but Christina Ricci is such a professional when it was her time to talk she went I just want to thank everyone for being here with coven blah blah blah. and like I don't know it's just it it's worth watching this clip just to see how angry Juliet Lewis is maybe she's just
0: playing maybe she's just staying in character
1: she was like my character is horrible it's hard to play it and I don't need more work and then like they would ask a question and she's like ask someone else And she was, like, eating a cookie. And then uh, they asked her about the music. She goes, yeah, I had nothing to do with that. So, I like
0: it. Wow. I kind of (laughs) want to watch this just because I love a bitch in an interview. It's so fun. 30 (laughs) years. Like, she's like a child actress. Like, 30 years of doing press junkets, you're like, I'm over this shit, you know? Yeah.
1: But the show is so exciting. Like, how are you not, like, when something is this good, I would think you're like, oh, but I guess she does a lot yeah. of good stuff. But Okay, wait, um, we
0: gotta save the rest of this for our TV podcast. But I oh, wanted yeah. to ask real quickly because I just finished Insecure a couple days ago. Yes. I'm sad it's over. Did you I cry? Did like, I cried I, a lot. I did like the way that it ended. I thought it was sweet the way it ended with everybody having like their little moments or whatever. But I was also kind of just like so, and I'm not don't don't yell at me. I'm Come just on. like. So Issa's, like, driving Alexis and living in this mansion from running block parties? I'm a little confused about her job at the end.
1: I think um, she does corporate events. Like, it's PR. So, like, my friend does that for liquor brands and stuff. Okay. Because that water bottle it's, company. So It's I more think, corporate events? Well, maybe both. I think she's in the community. But I think, like, I, I, the money I feel, like, Reebok came to her, or Nike, and was like, we want Got to it. do this, like, Mar- party. I think she just does events and parties and her passion is like in, stuff the, community. in the community.
0: Okay, okay, okay. But I okay. think
1: she is doing stuff with the water bottle brand and all these things. And we also can't, um, you know, she started working closely with Crenshaw and so like maybe his line blew up.
0: Blew up. Yeah. So
1: and then maybe she's doing fashion events and like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that fashion makes a lot shows. more
0: sense. I think I was just thinking, I was like, wait, so how is it because she seems so successful now? Like I was yeah. but I like the way it ended. I'm so, like, spoiler, fast forward if you watch the show and you don't know what happens at the end, like I'm gonna talk about it right now. I never really saw her and Nathan. I didn't really buy no. them together. And so I really liked her and Lauren ending up together.
1: They are soul mazed and it's fine. Um, I wanted a full, I wanted Issa to choose Issa and I wanted to see a fully different guy at the end. But I think people would lo- lose their minds. Um yeah. I just don't, I just, Um, I mean, you watch shows because you don't have to be like that, but like that would be a deal breaker for me. Like if he just had a different child, I would never. I that would be a deal breaker,
0: right? But like the way that that happened is like he has a child from when they were broken up. You know, like it it was a surprise to him too. It wasn't like
1: yeah, I just that's not the life for me. So that would be like a giant deal breaker. (laughs) Sure. Um, and I was annoyed that Kelly decided to have a kid. It's like annoying to me. Like I just because you know Molly is too. So to me, it's like. Yeah, why, like couldn't why did someone one not change their mind? Child free.
0: Yeah. But
1: I loved that scene with her and the guy and their kiss. And like I liked yeah. Kelly's enner- like, I loved the scene. But I was I it annoyed me. It annoyed me where I was like, okay, it's kind of it was like I was actually, just glad no.
0: they gave Kelly a man. Kelly didn't have a man the whole time. She series. was hooking
1: up. She was hooking up.
0: Yeah, but she never had a guy around, really.
1: And that wedding was awesome. It looked beautiful. It yeah. was really fun. The I fashion wonder where it was, I'd
0: love to look up the location.
1: Did you watch the hour long like documentary afterwards? No,
0: no, because I watched it on my D V R. It didn't catch that for me.
1: Oh, weird. Yeah, so that was really cool, and I cried the most during that. It was just oh, like the maybe making stuff. It was all of their last days on sets, getting clapped out, giving speeches to each other. Crying. I read a really
0: interesting article about somebody who shot for that, and how like in earlier seasons and stuff like that. Like, do you notice how like everybody's skin is always like glowing and gorgeous on that show? Yeah, about how like they worked like this director, whoever it was, it's like- Melina uh,
1: Mensukis, I think. It's but she oh. started. Yeah, she started like using makeup
0: two. with like metallic undertones to like bring out the light in in like dark skin people's complexion, so that they don't like get lost on camera.
1: Well, yeah, it's like it's a heavy black uh, set, so like you have black crew and black crew. They know what to do. They know what to do, and so it's like. It's fucked up that there are not more black people working behind the scenes everywhere, but it's also fucked up that white people don't care enough about their black stars to make them and light them good and do good photo shoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Black Twitter talks about this all the time where it's like they'll do um, like famous people's magazine covers and then they'll show one where a white person shot them and then a black person and it's like, learn how to light black skin. Right, right,
0: right. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting, the actual
1: physics of how yeah. you light
0: black skin. That's what I was reading in this article that I thought was really interesting. But it's just
1: like, it just shows, that's the thing. It's like when everyone thinks they're not racist and it's like, everything is racist. Like you yeah. guys don't even think how to light people that are on in your stuff. Like it's really um, fucked up. And also in the doc, what I loved is like, all of these writers, she found all these people like the uh, Yvonne Orji, like who plays Molly, like all of these people are so grateful to Issa, and she's just created such an incredible yeah, yeah. show. And you know, it's kind of with it's it's like a brave new world. Even I, I watched Survivor, I watched Survivor forty one, and that was big too, and it was like the most diverse um, cast of all of forty one seasons, and it was just so good. And it's like I don't know, Insecure changed everything where you have in-depth, imperfect people that you love that you don't see that a lot. Like, you really don't see it often. And what she created was so amazing. And, like, everyone on that set loves her so much. And it was just really beautiful to watch. And, you know, talking about the hairstylists and the people that are driving the vans even. Like, it was it just seemed really, really special. Yeah. And I can't remember the last time people didn't hate a finale.
0: Oh, true.
1: This is, like, the most beloved finale, I would say, since... It's hard to go back to break it. Like, when do people not bitch and complain about finales?
0: Yeah, everybody hates finales.
1: But it was very much like a Mr. Big situation. Like, Lawrence was not supposed to be a constant.
0: Well, speaking of Mr. Big, people are wondering if we're going to address what's going on with uh, Chris Noth.
1: Um, so I do have a friend that was inappropriately, had an inappropriate interaction with him on a set, on a working set. So this was not a surprise to me. Um, at all. I don't know. I don't know what people would want us to address. Like,
0: yeah,
1: he's a creep. Yeah. I believe it. What do you want from me? (laughs) Like he's dead now. They killed him off the show. Like, (laughs) I don't know what to
0: say. Spoiler.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know what response or what we would have to say.
0: On on Katya and Trixie's podcast, they just keep going. Katya just keeps going. And
1: just like that, Big died
0: like at uh, <laughs> random times. She just keeps saying it. It's so funny.
1: It's so good. But I have been enjoying the show. I do love that Miranda keeps saying comedy concert.
0: I, I hate that.
1: It's, it's so crazy. funny. It's Why so funny. Why do you funny. keep saying that? It's so funny. <laughs> like... I love it. No, so much good to oh, Survivor was insane. If you have not seen this season, it was so good. Yeah, I guess there's just so I'm gonna watch Cruel Summer. Someone said, since I love yellow jacket. Oh, I might my like friend Cruel from Drag
0: Race is the writer's assistant on that.
1: Yeah, so that would be very thrilling for me. I just think that we do have to wrap up because we have been talking yeah, for a long time on so our our TV guide blog
0: that we're doing right now.
1: But Wait, I know um, <laughs> are we TV? Well, I was gonna do the intro because there were some crimes that happened. I mean, her what Theranos? We can't not mention Theranos. Yes,
0: Elizabeth Holmes, who my Halloween costume from two years ago has is going to jail. It looks like,
1: and then there's one more crime. Oh. This is on an Instagram called Rap House TV 7, so I don't know if this is real or
2: <laughs> not. Okay.
1: Mom wakes up and finds stranger giving her two-year-old a bath in her house in the middle of the night.
0: <gasps> wow. In Ohio. That's hor- that is, what the fuck? Yeah. That's so scary. I, that almost sounded like the beginning of a bananas headline, but like that, without the funny like, and then a yeah. squirrel came in or whatever. Like that is like <laughs> terrible. <laughs>
1: Um, and I also Katie Rich tweeted this. I retweeted it, but I just want to share it with everybody. <laughs> uh, do you know what I'm about to read? Yes. Okay. A friend of mine did social media for Allstate, and her job mostly consisted of deleting hundreds of women's vile, horny comments about the mayhem guy who is AKA Dean Winters. Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I All fucking right. love. On We're that gonna start. Note- But also, thank you for listening and hope 2022, we bring you more amazing content and cool... I don't want to say the word content. Gross. I hope we... You could leave this. But I hope we uh, bring you some good episodes and thought-provoking and funny stuff. And we appreciate you guys. And I hope um, you don't put too much pressure on yourself to evolve this year. Yeah. Happy New Year. It can be a new
0: you. It can also just be a lot of the old you. Yeah, right? right? Let's get going. All right. All right. Today we are doing one more tale of two victims, season 23, episode four. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Not a fan of the name of this episode, the title. I don't even know what you're talking about. Did we have another? Uh, Do you
1: think it's a play on A Tale of Two Cities? yeah, but it's one
0: more. like it just seems like now they're grasping at doing the letter game that Warren Light makes them do. and there's I, no I way the writers
1: like it either.
0: no. like they're like, oh, finish my episode, ready to pack it up. Oh, don't forget to come up with your twenty two letter title. like I'm sure it's so annoying.
1: Um <laughs> okay, so we open on Velasco baby First Velasco also. Yes, Chris Velasco mentioned. I would say, right or no? Well, no, no, no.
0: He's he. This is him joining the squad. He was in the beginning because he was. Oh wait, is he for you? Or for, it's a, It's it's confusing because it's a crossover. He was a UC. He was undercover in organized crime, and that's how they. I didn't good. know that. Yeah, so he pops in, but like if you were watching it, like he's met Olivia before. Like they've, they have there's been stuff with him and the SU <laughs> detectives because they were working together on this whole trafficking thing that was going on with the Albanians. And so Velasco looks like baby John Travolta and he shows up with a box of shit moving into Cats old desk at SVU and people are not welcoming, okay? Like, basically, Finn's like, not that desk. Like, very elementary school. Um, And I should mention that... Um, Velasco is played by an actor named Octavio Paisano. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but it's like nothing I've seen. Like he was on a Paramount Plus show and he was on a a Tyler Perry show for a while, but this definitely feels like a big break for him. Um, so, yeah, Finn's, like, not right there. Like, you can't sit with us, essentially. And Rollins is, like, like hey, Vinnie Barbarino, let me explain it to you. <laughs> and she's, like, uh, that was Kat, That was Kat Tamin's desk. And, you know, like, he obviously is figuring out that he's got big shoes to fill here.
1: Um, meanwhile... But no one even f- liked her. I like that now we're all pretending everyone I was know. a fan of Kat. It's, like, you were all pretty not in like, Yeah,
0: Finn's, like, my protege has gone. Like, he's so upset. And it's, like, mm, I didn't get that vibe when she was here, but okay. But... Finn walks Olivia to the elevators and um, Finn thinks Velasco is a mole planted by Chief McGrath, who is the very, very blonde man's name that you keep talking. You, you were referring to him in another episode as very, very blonde man. <laughs> he's the new, he's well, the interim. Well, he looks like
1: someone that would be on Rocky, you know, he's yes, like he's um, a, very a bulldog. Villain.
0: Yeah, he's very villain looking and Looking he, and acting. He's and a piece acting. of shit. How dare yeah. you
1: talk to Olivia that way?
0: Yes, and- His first name is Tommy. His name is Tommy McGrath. And we've had multiple listeners point out to us how many characters on SVU are named Tommy. And most of the time, obviously, it's little kids. But this is like a full-ass grown man, evil. Not not evil, but like mean, rude man whose name is Tommy. I'm like, you need to to transfer to Tom, sir. But um, I just... Think it's interesting that we've got one more Tommy here. Anyway, Liv is like, "Listen, I don't need this crap right now. I've heard Velasco's good. Let's just like let it happen." Finn's like, "I'll believe it when I see it." And uh, Liv is exasperated because she's on her way to go meet with McGrath, who's being annoying and giving off a lot of early Daddy Dodds vibes. Okay,
1: it's just it's because I think of Con Air too. It's always just like one old white man who thinks he knows everything and is yelling at everyone who's always right. And it's like, when will you losers learn? When? <laughs> when? I, I, I hope he's not long for the, uh,
0: you know what? I would like them to get a female in that role. Like I I really Yeah, don't. but I
1: hate, I know it's a different role, but I hated, uh, what's her face? Oh, yes. But She was a different role.
0: She yeah. wasn't the SVU chief, but she yes. She just had the same vibe. What was vibe. her fucking name? What was her name? Um, Vanessa something.
1: Was it Hadid? But yes. I don't know if it
0: yes. was. <laughs> yes, it was Hadid. Okay. <laughs> Which we should, I mean, we should know. The Hadids are some of the most famous girls in the world. But um, okay, yes, it was Hadid. And uh, we did not like her.
1: She had white male energy on the inside. I have a and few I guess friends it's like, like that.
0: I guess Olivia needs someone to butt up against. And she's probably going to work better with a woman. And like, I don't know. So maybe, I don't know.
1: Why can't, but I don't, there's enough drama. There's enough drama in this show. We don't need someone making Liv's life any harder. She already has Noah. She's been kidnapped. She's been she's held got, at gunpoint. She, yeah, she's <laughs>
0: got CPS acting like she's not the best mom in the world. Like, it's <laughs> it's like she's got so many traumas and, and people coming at her. And, and then at work, it never ends for her. Um. So anyway, the next scene, we're at an ice cream truck in a park uh, where this pretty woman named Crystal Nunez is ordering some ice cream for her son, Manny, who's three. And our buddy Johnny Pemberton is playing the ice cream truck driver. And it was we exciting know to see him.
1: We've talked about him. I've definitely been a lot nicer and friendlier to him since he's done <laughs> SV, let's be honest. We would always wave, say hello, maybe a social media, but now I'm like, so what's up, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Want to hang? Remember, yeah. we saw each other at that party? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so he's a great guy, and uh, he's, you know, serving ice cream to them. And then a couple dudes walk by, and they call Crystal. And she's like, can you fuck off? My kid is right here. And Johnny's like, hey, I'm sorry about those guys. Like, he's giving off, like, aggressive good guy vibes. And he gives Manny a cone. And then Manny, like, immediately licks half the cone onto the ground. And Johnny's like, no, I'll give him another one for free. Don't worry. So it's like, okay, what a nice man. But obviously, in SVU, that's never real. So back (laughs) at the... (laughs) Back at the precinct, Velasco is working, like, double duty on kissing ass, like, and trying to gain acceptance by bringing coffee and donuts. Rollins, another reason she, to not like Rollins, she doesn't do donuts. Like, okay. I mean, donuts are amazing. You can say that you don't really eat them because you're watching your figure, but you can't be like, I hate donuts.
1: She didn't say it. You said that she said, I don't do donuts. Do you think she's trying to watch your bot or she just doesn't eat yeah. donuts? Yeah, she's trying to flirt when she's undercover. She can't be... <laughs> And you have to be physically fit. And some people, uh, you know, you pay, like you love drinking Mexican Coke. That's your vibe. To me, I don't want to drink my calories. I want yes, diet soda. But I'm giving at all up times. soda in the new year. And in 2018, I gave up soda for the whole I'm not. Ju- I'm not judging. I'm just no, saying no, no. to yes. her, it might not be donuts. To her, she's like, I'd rather have pizza after work. You know, yeah, we all true. have our thing that we're chasing um, that we really would love to yeah, indulge that's true. in.
0: And yeah, and ra- she's probably like, if I start the donut thing, it's going to become like an all the time thing here and then that gets a slippery slope.
1: Yeah, we don't know if she's eating like Twizzlers after work. Like she just might already have <laughs> her junk food planned and yeah. do- she, I, donuts aren't worth it to her.
0: Okay, well, that just makes me feel like her and I don't vibe.
1: I love donuts, and you actually haven't been to my favorite donut place. And I, I it's close. It's on 56th. We gotta go to Christie's. I know. Donuts. I want to go there. I know. You said that they always throw in a couple extra munchkins, and I love that. Oh, sometimes a full-free donut. I mean, oh. I, I brought a dozen donuts to a Hanukkah party from there. They put three extra donuts in there. I mean, she is she's giving away donuts, but I she's love always it. asking if I want mayonnaise on my egg and cheese. No, <laughs> I, I never want mayo on an egg and cheese. <laughs>
0: Mark me down as a never mayo. Of
1: um, course, on a turkey sandwich, but like I, I didn't know yeah. that it was even a. Th- I don't need my. I didn't know that this. was a
0: thing. If you put mayo on your egg and cheese, write us and tell us why that's good because uh,
1: who knows? But listen, I love how she, you include everybody. This is well, nice. yeah. Food <laughs> is gonna take me on a really long side. Side. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Side track. Yeah. <laughs> but. She Rollins does tell Velasco
0: that Finn likes jelly donuts, and I fucking love jelly donuts. So I'm like, of course, my dad does. Finn and I, Finn and I are. And Finn, me, and Mr. Trigger, now that's a hang. Um, Okay, so a post donut uh, tangent. Olivia goes to uh, find Chief McGrath and he's wasted zero time moving right into Garland's old office, which is like, you can tell Olivia's like, ouch, okay, like let the fucking, I don't know, what is the phrase? Let the paint dry, let the, what do you say when it's like, you like wait for like a wound to heal for a second? Like, you know. So he's like, "Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna paint the walls. And he's like acting like it's no big deal that her friend and colleague is just like gone. At least wait until the paint's dry. That's what I was saying. And he's, specifically, they write a joke that's like, I'm going to repaint this. Like, we're not waiting for the paint (laughs) to dry. We're repainting. So then uh, this motherfucker wants to sit down and go through DD5s. And Olivia Benson's like, "What have I not been doing this shit for 20 years? Am I not a captain? Why am I sitting down and doing rookie shit right now? She looks real pissed. McGrath can tell. And she's like, sorry, I'm just not used to having my work checked like I'm a fucking freshman. And he's like... Uh, yeah, after we get you and I get into a rhythm, I'll loosen the reins, kill him. Um, he's also like, I appreciate how welcoming your squad has been to Velasco, and he's kind of trying to pal around with Liv, and she's just like absolutely not having it. And as much as like we all are obsessed with Benson and like love her warm vibe, like I would never want to be on her bad side,
1: like no. She, and this guy just doesn't know how to be a leader, to be honest. Because I was just performing at a great comedy club, and the new boss, the new GM, was there, and she goes, You know. I have to really work in between. Some of these people have been working here fifteen years. so I'd like to earn their respect. I don't want to just come in and tell them what to do. They've been here for over a decade, but I do have the bosses telling me, so she's like, it's a delicate balance. But it's you can't just go in and tell people that have been working there for twenty years. Yeah, what to do? Right. And I wonder if it's sexism, too.
0: Oh. This guy gives off a full sexist vibe. Like, if this was a if this was a male captain, I don't think he'd be coming in saying, "Let's go case by case. Let's go through everything." I I absolutely get that vibe that it is. Anyway, we cut to a rooftop party. It looks like a lot of fun. It's summer. People are dancing, partying. I I'd like to be invited. Ah, uh, Crystal, the girl we saw earlier at the ice cream truck, is making out, dancing with a dude, living her best life, and they are ready to fuck. So they go over <laughs> to like a different part of the roof. And you can tell that they're about to bang. So now there's a lot going on before the credits here. Just so you know, we have not hit the credits yet. And it's a fun party. Yeah, the party looks fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so now we're in Carisi's office and he's talking with U.S. Attorney Anya Avital, who we've seen in the previous episodes where they bust that congressman for like doing the pay for play kind of like, uh, or like play for pay, I mean, kind of <laughs> like where they're, you know, making women have sex for their rent and stuff. And uh, they just put, they're working on his plea deal or whatever. Rollins shows up and Rollins and Carisi have to act casual. Like it's all business. And he's like, oh, let me walk you out. And then uh, she's kind of like, listen, we got Velasco in our office. Like, I think he's okay so far. But like, we think he could be like directly reporting to McGrath. So don't say anything about us. That'll go right to him. And he's like, got it. So secret, secret, hush, hush. Must make it kind of more fun and sexy to be sneaking around. Um, and then Crystal and the man that she just had relations with on the roof are walking home and he's horny to come upstairs and have some more fun. And she's like, nah, I gotta let the sitter go. And he's like, are you being serious? Do you really have a kid? And it's like, I don't know why you would think that that was so surprising, but, uh, he is surprised and she's like, see you later
1: and goes well, into the Well, cause now bed. he's thinking about his mom sucking dick on a roof before <laughs> she got home. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what these men think about. They're like, oh, my mom was a slut too, huh? Yeah. And they can't handle it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like, Madonna, you can't handle Madonna that Rosie's gonna
1: be fucking, you know what I mean?
0: I know, I
1: just want to <laughs> say it. I know. I know.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she's gonna be the top, don't worry. <laughs> no one's taking advantage of Rosie. I I cannot! <laughs> Oh, my God. Someone is going to call a government agency on I know, me. I
0: okay. know. Not on All you, right. on
1: me. They're going to be like, I don't think Rosie should be hanging out with her friend. <laughs> I don't think we need to separate these two best friends. They're not allowed to hang out anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. The next scene thing we see, sadly, I'm trying to wipe the smile off my face because the next scene is bad. Um, the next thing we see in uh, the show is Crystal being thrown on a bed like at like saying affirmative words, but clearly is being forced and being assaulted. And she's like kind of pretending that she's into it because she's being forced. And then the camera pans to her son, Manny, who is right there watching, which is absolutely horrific, truly puts like another level onto this assault. And um, she begs the guy. She's like, can I just put him in his room? And he's like, no, I want to keep him here. And then she just reminded
1: me that this is a real crime. And I got upset. The moment you started talking, I go, wait, this sounds familiar. And then I go, oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to do my report later. Yeah, it sucks. So anyway, she tells
0: Manny it's just part of the game. And then the guy goes, if he cries, he dies. So we don't see the guy's face, but this is like a poet scary. And yeah, and he obviously loves rhyming. So Top of act one, Rollins and Finn show up at the crime scene. Um, Finn goes to talk to the responding officer. Amanda goes to talk to the Vic and Velasco's like, oh, what about me? Like, he's such a bumbling, like, like doofus in this episode. Like, I know he's been undercover for a while, but it's like he's completely forgot police work. So it's just kind of annoying. Anyway, Finn's like, come with me. They go talk to the responding officer, whose name is Montero, and he might look familiar because his name in real life is Eddie Hargatey, and he is Mariska's cousin, and this is his fifth episode of SVU. I thought that was interesting. He, he looks wow. like her. He, he does, like, have a look like her.
1: I bet that's going to be surprising to a lot of listeners. That's a nice little Easter egg.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's been in a couple other episodes, like, since 2018, he's been on the show about five times. Um, so like, basically all the exposition, Crystal, single mom, 28, three-year-old son who's with the dad right now. Apparently the perp rang the bell, said he was with Con Ed, pushed his way in and made her put on a nighty and pretend to enjoy it or she, or he'd kill her son. Rollins is then talking to Crystal at the hospital. He was white, skinny. She couldn't see his face, but he knew her name. So that's a red flag. That's a sketchy thing that he knew her name. Uh, Rollins says they're going to run a rape kit. And she's like, yeah, but he did use a condom. So that's tough. So she's explaining, like, I went out that night. I didn't go out all last year, obviously referencing the pandemic. I just wanted to have a little fun. I was home by midnight for the sitter. And Rollins is like, girl, I'm also a single mom. I feel you. Like, no judgment. And then Crystal Lies to Rollins when she asks if she danced with anybody in particular at the party. She's like, no. But we all saw she hooked up with that guy. She also tells Rollins about the catcall guys from the ice cream truck. Like, oh, some guys at the ice cream truck kind of catcalled me. So maybe it's them. Who knows? Um, At Crystal's apartment, Finn is teaching Velasco to profile the rapist, not the victim. Because like Velasco keeps picking up all these papers being like, oh, she's got a lot of bills overdue here. It's like, that's not the issue, dog. Like, that has nothing to do with any of this. Um,
1: but Stabler Unchecked also- biases, you know yes. what I mean?
0: Yeah, and Stabler used to, I feel like every episode, pick up a drawer by a night, nightstand and be like, a lot of sex toys, get a load of this slut. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, Stabler. he would always
1: hold on um, like fuzzy uh, right. handcuffs.
0: And right as I wrote that down, he literally, they pull out a box of crystal sex toys and a pipe and it's like, Finn's like, everybody has this shit. It doesn't matter. Like, which Finn probably 15 seasons ago would have been like, damn, this girl liked to party. And now Finn's like, we don't judge this. This is normal, you know? So I like seeing the growth. Falasco goes up to the door jam and goes, hey, dust the door jam for Prince. Like to a CSU tech. And the CSU tech's probably like, oh man, I never thought of that. Dusting the door jam for Prince. Like... I don't know, Velasco's rubbing me the wrong way here. He's like being so stupid and then also thinking that he's got great ideas of just like, hey, has anyone tried, uh, you know, uh, dusting, have you tried dusting the doorknob? Like, come on, of course they did. Meanwhile, the media has the story and is covering it very hard. And so Liv and company are feeling the pressure and all they really know is that this guy knew her name. So like, he's probably... Known to her, they do find prints on the door jam thanks to Velasco's ingenuity. And they belong to Travis Hillsdale, who was busted for selling weed out of an ice cream truck. So this is our boy Johnny. His character's name is Travis Hillsdale.
1: And Travis is kind of like the hack bad name, you know? Like if comedians are doing like... Uh, you never want to fuck a guy named Travis or his name was <laughs> Travis, so you know he's trouble. That is like a bad name, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, I think it's sort of like, um, I don't know. Is it kind of like a Southern douchebag name? You know how like Northern douchebag names are like Chad or like, Tat. you know what I mean? Or, or something
1: like that. Travis is like- white trash. Yes, it's a yeah, white oh, well, trash okay. bad boy.
0: Yeah, I, was, I was trying to say Southern, but yeah. I actually yeah. went to college. <laughs> I went to high school with a very good friend of mine who was a black Travis. So I'm just saying, there are
1: black Travis. <laughs> yeah, and there's um, <laughs> Travis Barker, I think is a good man. He's vegan. <laughs> yes. Um, and oh, I watched a the reality show. He really took care of his mentally ill wife. I'll tell you that much.
0: When he was married to Sh- uh, Shayna Mokler or whatever, yeah, she wow. would lay in
1: bed all day and night. Like she clearly was depressed and had some issues, and he just really loved her and never. Her. Yeah, he was just like in it, and everyone watching's like, she might need to see a psychologist. Um, <laughs> did anyone watch the show? Did you watch it?
0: Mm-mm, but I remember, like, I remember it.
1: Yeah, I remember they would go out for sushi, and I'd be like, one day that'll be my life, you know. <laughs> Just eating sushi at a and restaurant. And laying in bed all day. And friends are worried. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People are texting, asking if I'm okay. Uh, Living the dream. Um, <laughs> so basically, Liv is like, let's go get on this ice cream truck and see what's up. So then they go find Johnny. But of course the ice cream truck is selling weed. That's a magical, right. that's, that's a great duo. No, when I was in college uh, in Hartford, Connecticut the ice cream truck only sold drugs. Like, I don't think they had any ice cream. (laughs) Um, but when you heard the little like, ding, 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 you were like, oh, there's the ice cream truck. Go get some weed. Um, so they go find our buddy Johnny and he basically comes out of the truck, like ready and willing to help. And he's like, yeah, I know crystal. Yeah. These guys cat called her like, they were such jerks. And then he's like, they're like, have you ever been to her place? And he's like, oh, did she say, oh yeah, just to return a sippy cup. And like, this is a fucking red flag. Like, there's no need for you to return a sippy cup to this woman's house. Every child has multiple sippy cups. She's a returning customer to your business. Hold that sippy cup with a little sticker on it that says Manny and give it next time. The fact that you found out her address from another woman at the playground and like went and returned the sippy cup, that's like, seems like good guy behavior, but is sketchy in my opinion. I think that's crossing a line. It reminds me um, of the
1: Seinfeld pen episode when she wants to buy a pen and the fake number. Nope. I don't remember that one. Okay. Why don't what I don't want know why I remember it? Well I'm like, sure I've there was all all another Seinfeld. I'm sure the pen was the B storyline, but it <laughs> but it had to do with Elaine, so that's the A for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't <laughs> she's the A for me too.
0: <laughs> well They stick Travis slash Johnny into a lineup and Crystal's like, I recognize him, but it might be from somewhere else. And like, cause we forgot to mention, it is still kind of like the pandemic. So, so far when we've seen Johnny, he's mostly been wearing a mask. When we've seen Travis, he's mostly been wearing a mask. So it's possible she recognizes him, but like she only sees the upper part of his face. So um, Liv tells Velasco to offer Travis a soda, do the old DNA trick that we've seen a billion times. And then Rollins comes in and she's like, I got Crystal's lab results. Bad news. There's three different semen samples between her rape kit and the bedding. I mean, okay. So uh, basically we find out at the top of act two that her ex is one of the samples because she sometimes has sex with him because it puts him in a better mood. He kind of thinks they're still together. Like they're fighting for custody. It seems like sort of, seems like kind of, sexual assault almost that she has to like have sex with her ex just to like appease him. But she does do it willingly, I guess. Uh, And then the other sample is the guy from the party. And um, they go find him teaching outside Soul Cycle, like on the water, which Lisa, I thought maybe you would think was fun. It was like a
1: really fun view. Yeah, I only did um, on my birthday last year, I did a birthday ride. And it wasn't on the water, but it was in Tribeca, like... On a rooftop, and yeah, it feels special to be looking onto yeah. a beautiful view. But even in LA, I went to an outdoor one, and the direct view wasn't that cool. But to the side, there were mountains, and it's stuff. Def- <laughs> oh yeah, why not just ride a bike? But <laughs> um, it's it, it, <laughs> never even thought of that. <laughs> just get on a bike. <laughs> it does feel special to see uh, a beautiful yeah. view while you're exercising. Yeah, for sure. And in New York, it's like, it also costs $36 to spin. So you're like, am I J-Lo? <laughs> like, it is <laughs> such a decadent. Yeah. And then you are looking on fucking, what is, what dreams? Uh, the urban jungle? Is that what people say? Concrete uh, jungle. Concrete jungle. That's what it is. <laughs> urban, is urban jungle. Was that from Devil Wars Prada, though? Maybe. Or stepmom or something.
0: Yeah, that, right. that's definitely a phrase, but I think when people now talk about yeah, it, like, concrete because jungle. of the song, Concrete Jungle, where dreams are made of. Okay. Yeah. So we've, we're, we're tangent central today. I am um, Sorry. So it's okay. It's not your fault. It's me too. Uh, he, okay. So this Soul Cycle guy admits like, look, I did not go back for, they asked, did you go back for seconds maybe? And he was like, no, I went home to my wife. I was home in bed by midnight. So he's kind of like, please don't tell my wife. Uh, like he doesn't <laughs> seem like the guy, you know? So now Rollins is talking to Arlo, Crystal's upstairs neighbor, who goes, yeah, Crystal said I was her minute man. And it's like, I wouldn't tell people that. And she's like, uh, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, not like that. I mean, basically, we were, they were basically fuck buddies during COVID. Like when her kid would take a nap, he would come down. They would fool around. They were lonely. It was COVID. I love this arrangement. I think it's great. And he's like, couldn't
1: have been yeah, me. Fuck your neighbor. Not a relationship with your neighbor. Yeah,
0: yeah. And he's like, it couldn't have been me because I am a mama's boy. I go home to Babylon every Friday and my mommy makes me dinner and does my laundry. So yeah, no one's dating this man. Um, (laughs) They go and talk to Crystal's ex and he's just like very amped. Like he's very macho and very like, are you kidding me? You asking me that? Is that real? Are you talking about... Like it was like a lot of that. But really it was like, I don't know what we were even getting at. Like he just kind of was like, is she making up the rape? I didn't do it. Like, you know. Um, So he's just very amped up and they they we get a picture of who the ex is and why she's going through this, like, sort of annoying custody battle with this man. And then Finn and Liv go to talk to McGrath. And he is judging Crystal so hard for having sex with three guys. He's like, she lied about her sexual history. And it's like, yeah, because of the way you're acting right now is exactly why she lied. He thinks she's making up the rape, like, and crying rape because, like, to appease her ex. So, like, he doesn't get mad at her for having sex with someone else. And it's like, Read the room. She went to the hospital. She called the cops. She let the cops rip up her entire house so that her ex wouldn't get mad at her for sleeping with someone else. Like, that makes no sense. Um, He's a full dick, and uh, I'm not, you know, McGrath's not winning any points or fans over here. And he tells Liv, let's slow the roll on the Nunez case. And you just don't say that shit to Benson. Like, she looks livid. Um, And then... In a side scene that we we that I don't really care about that much, Liv is at the doctor because she's broken her ankle because we all know Mariska broke her ankle in real life. And so they had Olivia break her ankle during like some kind of uh, chase, I think that was in a crossover. And uh, she's at the doctor and she's like, can you just clear me? I can walk short distances. I'm good. I want to get back to work. And I'm like, uh, and he's like, look, you're not going to be chasing a perp across a rooftop anytime soon. And this is a cop doctor, so he kind of knows the job. And he's like, have you ever considered retirement? And Liv is like, you can fuck all the way off. And she goes, I have a lot of work to do. I love my job. And he's like, listen, I can mark you fit for duty, or you can be on track to get 75% pay full benefits for life lying on a beach. You know what I mean? And she's like, I'm Olivia Benson. Like these words don't even compute to me. So
1: yeah. And li- even if I try to go to a tropical vacation, there will be a crime and I will be stopped the yeah. moment I'm trying to get on a plane. So <laughs> I will fully turn into Angela Lansbury. There's just no way I can escape crime solving.
0: Um, so now Liv and Rollins are at Crystal's and she's like, manny has been clingy, but also hitting me. It's like, yeah, he's traumatized. And they're like, you you can get him into free therapy. Like, and she's like, you want me to send my kid to a shrink? And it's like, yes, absolutely. He watched you get violated. Like, that's horrible. He needs to go to a shrink for sure. And then she's giving them a lot of shit about them not finding the guy. Like, are you guys even trying? Blah, blah, blah. And then they get, you know, the perfect middle of the episode call. Something else has happened. Another woman has been raped in front of her kid, an 18-month-old. And this time, she's the daughter of a cop Deputy Inspector Grogan. So we go and see this woman. Her name is Peggy, Peggy Grogan. She explains that the guy knocked on her door saying he had a confirmation for Metro b which is obviously Airbnb that they can't license out the name, to rent her place. And she's like, I would never rent my place out, but I opened the door. He pushed his way in and asked where the kid was. So he knew she was a mom. She tried to grab her gun, but he got it from her, pistol whipped her, and said if she tried anything like that again, he'd shoot the baby. And he was white and average looking, and he did say to her, if she cries, she dies. So there's that poetry again that is identifying this man and linking these people together, uh, these two victims. Um, And then, so fucked up, Peggy goes, Captain, please don't tell my father I was crying. And it's like, what in the name of the patriarchy is this bullshit? You can cry if you want to. Like, I'm sorry your cop dad told you you're never allowed to cry even if you get assaulted. Um, And then Liv is explaining to McGrath that clearly these cases are linked in, in their MOs and everything. And he's like, Peggy's case is the only one that's worth it. It's like, she's a solid case. She's a solid witness. There's too many holes in the Nunez case, essentially. Obviously, Liv is not happy about that. Next, the gang is watching a press conference where some robotic white lady is explaining that the cop's daughter was raped and the unions are offering a $100,000 reward. Great. So now they're trying to find the connect between Peggy and Crystal. Like, how did this guy know both of these women? They go talk to Peggy, who's definitely in like, we've seen victims like this before in the show. They're like in this manic sort of like, I'm over it. It's good. My life is fine. And like, I survived and now I'm, I'm moving on. You know, she's like frantically cleaning her place and acting like she doesn't even care if they find the guy. And then... She explains, like, the day that her and her daughter have. They go to the playground. It happens to be the same playground, I think. And she explains that her and her daughter sometimes get ice cream. And she says that it's Swirly City, the same kind of truck that Travis drives. And, oh, he's so nice. He always gives me extra dun-dun-dun rainbow sprinkles. And so that's how they're, like, they put it together. This is—Travis is definitely related. So Finn and Velasco and Rollins go to pay Travis a visit at the truck. And just like last time where he was like, oh yeah, I'll be right out. Like last time he just stepped right out of the truck, nice and peaceful. This time he comes flying out of the truck. He's got a gun in his hand. They're running through the playground. Kids and parents are diving for cover and he's he's holding the gun up. He gets cornered by Finn and Rollins who have guns drawn. And he's like, I'm going to get out of here. Are you hear me? And then they're like, put your gun down. He's like, you put your gun down. And then out of nowhere, Danny Zuko comes flying through the air and sacks him. Then he's like, got him in a chokehold and he's really roughing him up. And and like, Travis is like, you're hurting me. You're really hurting me. And it's like he was, like I said, it's like he's been undercover for so long he completely forgot how to be a normal police officer. And uh, as they take Travis off, like Rollins ends up taking him and being like, you need to chill out, Velasco. And, uh, as they're walking him away, he's like, I swear my mother's grave I didn't do this. You got the wrong man. And then the act ends with Velasco trying to, like, calm himself down because he's so worked up from all the heroism that he just did. So now um Velasco basically has, like, a crush on Finn. Like, he's, like, to Rollins, he's like, uh, did he say anything about how I did? And uh, is, is he mad at me? <laughs> like, it's for for how I, I roughed the guy?" And, like, Rollins is like, you better let him know that it's not going to happen again. You know, like, he doesn't care about impressing Rollins at all. But I guess... There is rank there. Like, Finn is a sergeant. So, you know, he's trying to impress, like, the higher up rank. It is um, also iced tea. It you know? is also iced tea. <laughs> true, true. Never
1: truer facts have been
0: spoken. Um,
1: he exudes <laughs> coolness. What's Amanda? Yeah. A fucking gambling tramp. <laughs> a gambling addicted whore. <laughs>
0: Which is fine. You're allowed to be a, a slut. We are slut positive on this podcast. <laughs> but I get why he's like, this one? Nah. <laughs> um. So, meanwhile, they pretty much have Travis nailed. They've got his DNA under Peggy's fingernails. And now they're making Peggy do a lineup. She immediately IDs Travis. Travis's lawyer, like, notices that the dad is in the room during the ID, which I think would never happen in a real situation. Like, that the cop father would be in the room because the lawyer, rightfully so, is like, um, I'm bringing this up at trial. Like, he could have tipped her off like to who the guy was that they had in custody. And then Finn, like, really funny, goes to the lawyer, your rapist is in interrogation room one, like, which is, and he just, she goes, don't call him that. And Finn's like, got like a sly little smile, like, well, then he's a rapist though. And it is funny. So in interrogation, they're basically telling Travis and his lawyer that he's screwed. The lawyer doesn't even know about the Crystal case. And he goes, relax, abogado. She couldn't ID me. And it's like, why are you randomly calling her lawyer in Spanish. And he's so weird. You can't really get an idea of who this guy is. You're like, are you like a January 6th person? Like, who are you? He's like, he goes, fake news, fake clues. Like, you clear, you also did this, so it's really weird that you're like, this is fake news and these clues, and also, well, and rhyming why do you keep again.
1: rhyming? Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Why do you keep rhyming like a child? So, I would like to get, I wish that the episode gave us a little bit more into like his headspace. Like, he did say, I swear on my mother's grave. So, does he have a dead mom who used to read him Dr. Seuss? And now he's got to like rape women to like feel connected to his mom again. What's going on? Why are you doing this? And in front of the children. Anyway, I guess that's for criminal intent. Um, McGrath is like, uh, let him stew in central booking. And then he says, they're not going to go after him for Crystal's rape, even though there is a clear pattern because Crystal's case has too many holes in it. They're going to, it would introduce reasonable doubt. When Peggy's case has DNA, a positive ID, and he was in possession of her gun. I didn't realize this, but the gun he's waving around at the park is Peggy's gun. So like a dumbass, he keeps a gun he stole from a a crime scene. And then Liv is like, let's go try to find touch DNA in Crystal's house. And then Crystal, they're at Crystal's house. And she's like, let me do the lineup again, which we've seen before. People clearly don't understand how like, you know the chain of evidence and stuff like that works and you can't, like, do a lineup a second time after you've seen a news article. Uh, And then they realize that there might be DNA on Manny's blankie because he always has it with him and he was sitting right there, unfortunately, when the assault happened. So the lab does find touch DNA and semen on the kid's blankie. Yuck. And that matches Travis. So now Carisi can arraign Travis on Crystal's rape, which is great. They bring Travis into court and... His face is pulverized. Like, it is maybe more fucked up than I've seen a living victim in this show look before, ever. Can you think of, like, another time where, like, someone's looked this mangled?
1: No, and they always, like, hint it. Like, I always talk about the Kate Menig episode when, at the end, she's, like, being wheeled um, on a gurney and she was gang raped in prison. And it was, like, the one, it's season four and I can't stop thinking about it, but it was still light bruising. There wasn't a full yeah. blown out eye bump shut. Like this was, but yeah. it. not that it's nice to see a rape victim with his, his face beat up, but being it, a rapist. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I meant. Because <laughs> with the Kate Manning, it's sad. This, it's like, it is sad if he wasn't, like the fact that people are being abused in prison is not funny, but right. it makes it more palatable because we know what he did. So it's like, yeah, beat this fucker up.
0: Yeah, but, but it is, are, it is like, like visually the most aggressive thing I've seen of a until living Until the pers- mummy.
1: Yeah, because then the yeah, mummy of, of
0: someone living on yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And his arm is in a sling. Like they've worked him over in central booking, which is sort of like McGrath said to do this. Like they could have arraigned him the night before, but McGrath's like, let him stay overnight in central booking. So anyway, just as Travis is about to plead, we don't know if he's about to plead guilty or innocent, Someone comes in and goes, excuse me, I have late breaking news for Mr. Carisi. I've never seen anything like this happen before. And then they have a few whisper moments and then Carisi basically turns around and is like, I'm dropping the charge against Jane, uh, the the allegation of rape uh, of Jane Doe number one, which is Crystal. And Crystal's like, what the fuck happened? And Liv and Carisi are trying to explain. They're like, the powers that be were concerned that your case would cause reasonable doubt, but we could have never caught him without you. Like... You know, he's going to do jail time. Like, justice is going to be served. And she's like, yeah, but not for my rape. And she's pissed and she's disappointed. And she's completely right. Like, the system is failing her because she couldn't ID a guy who she couldn't see in the dark and because she had sex with a couple other guys that night. Like, it's really, or in the 48 hours before. And the thing that's so annoying about McGrath is that he keeps going, great job, guys. Good work, detectives. Like, he keeps patting everybody on the back while he's being a condescending dick. And I find that to be very villainous. Like, well, yeah, this just... isn't kickball. Right.
1: Well, that's what he doesn't understand. It's like, it is a real person. It is a real victim. And you refuse to acknowledge her because it, like, the game in court might not work in her. It's just like, it's sad and fucked up.
0: Yeah. And it's just obnoxious, like, how he keeps being like, good job, team. And actually, he doesn't see the look of utter disappointment and anger on Liv and Carisi's face. So, Whatever. It is what it is and that's what's going to happen but Travis is going to jail. Velasco also, meanwhile, tells Finn what I did the other day is not going to happen again and Finn's like, it better not. And then, in the final scene, Liv goes to McGrath and is like, why did this happen? I need to run my unit the way I see fit and the Crystal Nunezes of the world matter in my unit. I won't be part of this double standard ever again. And SVU is about helping victims become survivors and not traumatizing them all over again. And he's like, yeah, but like it could like we we spared her testifying, and he's like that, and, she, and Olivia's like that should have been Crystal's decision, not yours. If you stand between me and a victim again, you can take my shield and my gun. And if that's not understood, take my shield and my gun right fucking now.
1: Stern, sexy. Yeah, it it is this is stern Benson at my favorite. You know, yes. like I, wrote, I like this when is she
0: premium Benson badassery. Like yes. full the top. Like yes,
1: yeah. Don't yes. fuck with her.
0: Yeah. And he caves and he goes, Okay, I think we understand each other. And she's like, I hope so. And I think she's like, And I won't be stopping in to do any more DD5 reviews
1: with your dumb ass anymore either. And that is Dick Wolf, baby. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's enough time in the world to talk about how much I loved that ending scene with Benson. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a really good one. I wish she I did, did it before the case, but hopefully now we're like, this fucker will leave her alone. And it's let her, like a eventually- Goddamn job
0: eventually there's going to be some kind of like NBC special honoring Mariska Hargitay as like when she's 90 being like can you believe she's been on TV for 50 years straight playing the same role and they're going to going to be a big montage and this scene's going to be in the montage
1: yeah for sure she cares and you're just new coming in like i just don't get the arrogance i don't yeah. get arrogance like that but but i'm not in the police force that's that, and um, I, have n- I know
0: absolutely zero about the case we're about to hear about, so right after we sell you some stuff, I'm excited for Lisa to tell me about it, even yeah. though I know it's going to be sad. <laughs> get ready to get sad. <laughs>
1: Okay, welcome back. And I will take you through um, this crime. So the perpetrator of the crime is Trevor Lawler, and he's from Tetlow Street, Manchester. And if I was better at accents, I would do this all in a British accent. And that Manchester. Would be cool. Manchester. <laughs> so the Manchester Evening News called him a sadistic sex beast that went on a campaign of rape. So that's how the newspaper ooh. described him. But I really like sadistic sex beast a lot. Is it? It almost it?
0: sounds. Fun. It almost sounds. Yeah, like ooh, he's <laughs> yeah. a
1: sadistic sex beast. Like, yeah, it sounds
0: like yeah. Is he a Scorpio? A with... Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but. Um. No, this is a gross, gross killer, and this happened like you know across the pond, and so they have stricter rules. So none of the victims are said by name in the news. We don't know anyone's name or likeness or anything, which I like. Yeah, we shouldn't know everybody. And I feel like there is there are supposed to be laws where you can't like report on rape victims, but I don't know. It seems more secretive in the UK than here. Yeah, more protective.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or or like the fact that um the woman who was like kept in the basement by her dad, the fact that like no one knows where they are because they live in Europe is like that's that would never happen in the U.S. Like people would find out where they lived, you know?
1: No, Nancy Grace would investigate and show Elizabeth Fritzel. That's who I'm talking about. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um. So he was on the run from a robbery case in Ireland when he committed these crimes in two women's homes in North Manchester. So you know. That's why we're so into gun laws and petty crimes that always leads to more and more violence against women and then giant problems. But so July 10th, 2015, he entered a property in Newton Heath, which is in Greater Manchester, region of England. Um, And he woke his victim up while she was in bed lying next to her young son. He was under the influence of drugs and alcohol and he threatened to slit the woman's throat if they made any noise the victim's partner returned and chased the loser away. So that was cool that, like, the boyfriend came home early and was able to get this fucker out of the house. Um, And so the woman was treated in the hospital for very serious injuries, and the baby suffered no injuries, so that is positive. Um, And so he was only in his underwear and T-shirt when he was chased out of the house by this woman's lover. So thank God he came home early, but also maybe if they didn't, he wouldn't have done that. Like, I don't know. There's just so many um, fucked up layers, but so he was only in an underwear and t-shirt and he knocked on the door of a woman living nearby and she let him in. Oh my God. Um, Because he said that he was kidnapped and he needed to escape his attackers. And I don't know what, I wouldn't, I don't think no, knowing what we know about everything, I don't think I'd let someone in, but if this was, but if someone was in just their underwear running around saying I was kidding, maybe, maybe if they had ropes on their hands or maybe I would just be like, I'll call the, I can't, I don't know. Yeah. Because we're always like, see something, say something, but it's also like, do not let anyone into your home. <laughs> no, no, exactly. No matter how kidnapped they are, even if it's a woman and child, they could be no, whole group. No, and recently, Lisa
0: and I were walking down the street recently from when we went to a little um Hallmark Christmas holiday thing, oh, and oh, we yeah. saw a man... I, I, I've i seen a million drunk people. I've been a drunk person that needs to sit down on the sidewalk for a second and get my life together. This man looked like his legs were made out of rubber cement. Like he could, he was using a tree to try to pull himself up and he could not do it. He could not stand up. And he, it, it looked like a cartoon and he kept going, it's okay, it's okay. And I, we were like, what's going on? And I was like, I, I wanted to help. I had my two kids with me, but I was also like, are you fucked? Like, what are you on? Like, I don't know. It's,
1: it is you know, you see something, say something sometimes is not as easy as we think. Well, because then the neighbor, the woman in, that lived in the house near this guy on the sidewalk came out too to ask if he was yeah. okay. And he was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. But like, you're right. It was like a cartoon. It, I've he never just seen could not legs stand up. Yeah.
0: The <laughs> legs wouldn't work. They were made out of rubber. It was crazy. I was like, does he have
1: vertigo? Like, Yeah,
0: what? <laughs> that's what I said. I go, this seems like someone that's going through something different yeah. than just drunkenness. But anyway...
1: So, yeah, so he lied to this person. He said, I was kidnapped. She let him in. He followed her upstairs, and her son was standing in the hallway. And then, of course, something terrible happened. So he pushed her against the wall. And tra- and this was kind of um, not that difficult to research, but because all of the articles don't say anyone's names, it was like, and then the victim did this. And I was like, which victim? Because there's two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had to read, like, multiple and, like, figure out the time, like, with lots of clues. But it was... Sure. Um, it it was like, wait, which one was it? Because these were very similar crimes as well. So he pushed her up against the wall and tried to trap her, but she ran away to grab her son. Um, He followed her into the bedroom and punched her in the face while she was holding her son. They both fell backwards onto the bed. He then punched her a bunch and threatened to kill her, and swore and shouted at the kid. Which, you know, yelling at a kid is the least of everybody's worries with what's happening. Yeah. Um. He he addressed the child by saying, "This is all your mother is fucking worth." Oh my god. Um. She eventually pretended to be unconscious because she thought she was going to be killed, and that might stop him. Um. So he raped her and escaped. Ugh. But the victim bit a piece of his skin from his hand, and that was used to match DNA. Wow. So that is cool. So the victim then told her neighbor, who barely recognized her because she was so disfigured from being beat up. Oh. And the neighbor only recognized who she was by her voice.
0: Wow. So it's almost like SBU separated out the violence that happened to Travis in jail and the violence that happens to the woman. But in real life, it happens to the, both things happen to the same woman.
1: Fuck. Yeah, and ooh. I'm I'm also wondering when someone shows up that beat up to court. Going back to the episode, does it work uh, against the prosecution? Like, do people start feeling bad or not? Like, I wonder. Right. Because I wonder if sometimes cops and DAs and everyone is like, "Keep this fucker safe." Like, I wonder if people beat themselves up on purpose. Yeah. For sympathy or not? Like,
0: ooh, yeah, or like ask someone, "Hey, can you sock me a couple times?"
1: Yeah, I wonder. I don't I don't yeah. I don't know. Juries are dumb. That's the joke, right? You couldn't get out of jury duty. Mm. Okay. So, <laughs> he was arrested in Manchester City center later that same day of the attacks and he made no comment to the detectives. So the detective constable Steve Dara, I don't know the D A R R A G H. I think that's Dara- you you're Dara- doing it
0: as as I would say it.
1: Um, So he said that without a doubt, he is the most vile and reprehensible human beings that this guy's ever investigated. Um, And one of the victims in an impact statement read to the court, um, and she said, because of the injuries, I could not see my own son for three days uh, because my face was so bruised, he would not recognize me. The family dog did not recognize me. I felt disgusted with myself and felt violated. I still see my baby's face watching Lawler attack me and I will never forget how he looked as he watched from right next to me.
0: Oh, that's like, it's so horrible.
1: Yeah. She says she can't believe she trusted him and the scar on her face is a constant reminder. So sad. My child, another quote. Uh, my child should never have had to witness this. I have always been able to look after myself, but this made me feel helpless in my own house I can no longer stand to hear the Irish accent because it reminds me of him. Another quote from the impact statements. I believe when he gets let out of prison, he will kill someone. I pray that when he gets out of prison, he doesn't come back to finish what he started.
0: Jeez.
1: And I'm reading all these to kind of, we always talk about the lasting effects of these attacks, like how it really does fuck you up for life and that we're not really good to victims or understand the trauma and, I think um, these victim statements kind of show that it's like she's haunted by the face that her child had while she was getting Mm -hmm. attacked. She has the scar and now she has fear if he ever leaves jail that he might come back. It's like so much. And then we're expecting this person to continue to like thrive. I just saw a tweet recently, not fully related, but it was like, remember as a kid, you could have had one of the worst, most traumatic days of your life and then you had to go to school the next day? yeah. I remember kids would come with like a hospital bracelet sometimes or you found out <laughs> your parents got divorced or someone died and then you just had to go to school. Totally. <sighs> um, another quote that'll make you sad. Um, the other victim, she said, I feel uh, guilty every time I look at my son. I feel like I should have done more to protect him from this. Um this is really, really sad. So she's talking about her son and she goes, my son will not play outside anymore and wants to be with me all the time. I feel like he has changed so much because of what happened. He is not the little kid he once was. And the kid now goes around the house to make sure all the doors and windows are locked. So he's constantly like checking all the locks.
0: Well, I don't know how old this kid is, but I mean, I do think kids are resilient and hopefully with some therapy, he can... he can feel safe at, with time, you know?
1: With time. Or he'll be Dexter.
0: Yeah, or he'll be Dexter, and then he'll be killing people that deserve to be killed, right? Yeah. Mm.
1: Um, And then, I, you know, I've, I'm always, I look up, uh, I respect people who have this point of view, but I don't, you know, but she, the victim's like, I do not hate Trevor Lawler. I pity him. I think he must be sick. He will have a lot of years to think about what he has done to me and my son. But I hate him, so she doesn't have to. And I don't, yeah, maybe he'll think about it. But if you do these kinds, I don't know. I don't know about this motherfucker. He did plead guilty to rape, attempted rape, assault by penetration, wounding uh, with intent to cause grievous bodily harm, trespass with intent to commit a sexual offense and making a threat to kill. And he did get jailed for life.
0: Oh, good. Good. Yes. Oh, that's good. Okay, God, I I was thinking. I mean, I think in the U.S. he might have only gotten like fifteen to twenty or something. You know.
1: Yeah. Um. The judge was a woman. Maybe that's help. That helps mm. us in this. Um. Judge Hillary Manley told him, "I am convinced that you have a hatred for women and a need to use, degrade, and humiliate them."
0: Because think of how psychotic this man is that he attempted one crime and when it didn't work out, he was like, I still, he didn't just escape and try to go home and get away with it. It was like, he was like, I still have to assault someone right now. Like, I have yeah. to do that. Like, that's, that's like a hatred that's so, yeah, like, no, and he must this have is thought, of- oh, the cops are right behind me. The cops are going to be right on my tail. That last woman's definitely calling the cops that, or the, and that man that, that chased me off. But still, I got to try to get this crime in and like, horrible.
1: Yeah, it it is very horrible. And Ugh. that is one of my big goals in life is I want to change the narrative of male killers and sexual abusers. We need to label them as woman haters. Yeah. We need to be very clear that these people hate women. And I learned this from the chameleon episode that we did about um, Eileen Wornos. But it's like, yeah, these people hate women. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not smart, serial, sexy killers. They're women haters.
0: Well, it's like there are hate crimes because people kill people of a certain race or religion. And so, but certain people kill and attack women because they hate women. So why is that not a hate crime? But there, there are organizations that are working on like, I think counting gendered, like gendered hate crimes.
1: I should join. I should join the mission. <laughs> Judge uh, Manley told Lawler that he had stolen the innocence of these kids, and only time will tell what psychological impact will be caused. Your actions have made a previously strong, independent woman feel helpless in her own home. A life sentence remains a sentence of last resort, and it is appropriate in this case. So. Hillary. I love her. I'm with her. I'm with her. <laughs> But what is cool is that if he is ever released in the UK at all, like if something happens and he's able to get early release, he will be expected to be uh, sentenced separately for his old robbery in Ireland. So if anything happens, he will be shipped back to serve more jail time for a previous crime. Now I'm going to tell everybody something that will make you very mad, but also not shocking. And I saved this to the end to enrage everybody. But he raped a woman in 2004. And he was jailed for six years. And then went back to rape immediately. Oh my God. Uh... We talk about this all the time. So he only got six years for a 2004 rape of a woman. He was 18. And he drank more than 15 cans of alcohol. It doesn't matter. I don't think alcohol makes you a rapist. Um, Sorry, He forced his way into the home of his victim after he lied that he was being chased by police. Um, After he was arrested, he told the cops, I didn't know what came over me. I'm not like that. Why did he only get six years of rape? I do not know. Um, And then in 2014, he had to appear in a court because he was failing to notify the authorities of his address, which you have to do when you're a registered sex offender. So he was breaking the terms of his release, and they... Still did not put him back in jail. Yeah, they had him in court a year before he committed these crimes. And now he's permanently damaged multiple people and children because we do not take hate crimes against women seriously. And rape. Six years for a rape when he was 18. Because I bet the judge was like, oh, he has his whole life ahead of him. I don't know. So...
0: And it's also like, why, like lock the kid in a bedroom, like w- another room. Like, why are you doing this
1: with a child watching you? That's so sick. And hopefully he never is released. And yeah. if you guys live over in England, Ireland, and have any information that I might have missed or any kind of scoop or how like, People were reacting to the news. Was this a big story? Um, So if you guys have any information or you lived in Manchester, you remember this case, um, please DM us and give us um, any information on that.
0: And I hope Trevor Lawler is rotting in jail. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lisa, for all that difficult research. We're going to cleanse your palate with a nice interview now, guys. So stay tuned.
1: A great interview.
0: Yeah. Today, we're so excited for a That's Messed Up First, where we actually personally know our guest and have known him for years. You guys can see him in so many things like Superstore, I Feel Bad, and You're the Worst. And you may know him from this week's episode as Travis Hillsdale. Check out our tete-a-tete with Johnny Pemberton.
1: This is a first for us that we have someone that we kind of know on the on the show. Okay. We did harass you at a party. I guess was to talk about. Yeah, I it.
0: wanted to start off by saying, sorry, I said hello, you rapist, when I saw you at Blair's <laughs> birthday party. I just, um, I was excited because I had just watched your episode.
2: It's okay, the dentists say worse things to
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you downplayed it. You were being so chill about it. And then when I watched it, you got you get to get beat up by multiple detectives. You have prosthetics. You're one yeah. of the worst rapists in a 23 year show history. Am it's, I? Why? And I did it you in front
0: got to be a nice. Yeah, yeah cause cause that's, that's the bad. kids are there. That's
1: pretty bad.
0: <laughs> and you said if it. the
2: kid cried, you would shoot them. I said die. I didn't say I'd yeah. shoot. Him. Yeah, Okay, You're right. Could have been strangulation. Could have been uh, suffocation. <laughs> could have been anything. Really.
1: How did you prep for being a, uh, such a heinous criminal?
2: Um, I don't know how I prepared. I don't think I really prepared. I don't know. You can't really prepare for that. So did you play it like you were just a sweet little ice cream guy? Wow. Why do you say that? (laughs) 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 I guess so. I mean, I didn't, uh, I don't think you ever want to play something like the end of it. You play it like the reality of the situation, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then it's, however, it presents itself, but also it doesn't matter to some extent however I do it because they're going to edit it how they want it to be, and so, Sure. Yeah. What was the
0: process for this? Did you just get an offer? Did you have to go on an audition? How did how did this part come about?
2: I was camping in outside of Yosemite by Mono Lake, and I got a text. Somehow I was in Sal Range. It's like, hey, we have this weird offer for you. I'm like, okay. So I climbed up this hill, and I called my reps, and they said, hey— they want you to do this Law & Order SVU show. I was like, okay, like wh- what? And um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I was like, okay, sounds good. I mean, I said had yes. Had you watched
0: before SVU? It's okay to say no. We've had lots of guests say that they didn't ever watch I, the show. I've
2: seen pieces of it, but I mean, there's a lot of shows that I think are really interesting, but they're just not like something I would normally watch. Mm-hmm. The same way, I don't, I really don't like I don't like vanilla ice cream. I don't like orange juice. <laughs> I don't like popcorn. It's not those aren't bad things. I just wow, find them to popcorn. be not that great. Controversial. Do you ever
1: have vanilla ice cream when there's stuff in it? Like, would you do a cookies and cream?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't really like ice cream in general, to be honest.
1: Okay. Really
0: How like ironic.
1: How ironic. I do you
2: know. Have
0: to play this, the ice cream guy.
2: I did eat some of it, though. Some soft, soft <laughs> serve, though, is pretty. Soft serve was almost like y- y- your brain just tells you this is good because it's like, it's just good, but it's also so good it's bad. You know, like I have, a, I'll eat like a whole, oh, you didn't I'm sick. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to yeah. be sick. So I guess I do like it. I just don't like being sick. Right. You know what I mean, yeah.
0: So that was like a functional ice cream truck that oh, you were— Oh, yeah, full on. Oh, wow. And a wow.
2: bunch of times they were like asking me to make the ice cream. Like, I don't know how to do this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was practicing a little bit, but it's definitely, there's, there's a certain trick to it, the whole like, like cutting it off just in time to get the little the little tip where it comes up perfectly yeah. and flips a little bit. The guy who was showing me, you know, just without even thinking, he just, whoop, 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 no problem. But not me, no. Did you yeah. have a real
1: ice cream man helping
2: you? A little bit. Or was it but a prop guy? It was an ice cream guy. It was the guy wow. who ran the truck. But oh he didn't really help me that much. He was kind of just there. <laughs> I don't know. But the prop guy was also trying to, make it so the uh, ice cream fell off the, the, the cone for the kid, but it kept not falling. The ice cream just wouldn't, it wouldn't fall. And it was always yeah. like, oh, maybe we should try this, try this. And just nothing worked. Nothing worked except for like carving out that side of it until it was, I don't know. Yeah, that was a stressful <laughs> moment.
1: Well, that means you did it amazing if the ice cream cone was so good that it wouldn't fall off.
2: I think that's more a function of the ice cream and probably its ingredients, <laughs> which aren't exactly something you'd find in a field. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah
0: um okay wait I asked you this in person but right. I was like wait was that really you in the apartment with her like or was that you know cause it's just your voice we don't really see you right but you really are there I'm there for, But they, yeah like threatening a child's life
2: yeah but they changed my voice you know they made it they changed right. my voice in that thing so it was uh, they made it different yeah
1: did you try to befriend the child or be nice to the child outside of threat like
2: outside of the um, shooting or no did I try to be nice to the child? <laughs> you yeah. Know, like,
0: yeah, Johnny, were you nice to the child or were you mean to the child? Well, the, chi-
2: the child wasn't in the room when I was there, just so you know. Oh, got, uh, got it. When we were doing the, uh, the R- R-word scene, uh, the child was not <laughs> present for obvious reasons. But, um, I, I mean, no, I, I guess I, you know— I was, I didn't try to befriend the kid anyway. Do you like
0: working with kids on sets or normally are you just like, you do your thing, kid, like actor kids are creepy?
2: I like working with them because I like to lie to them. (laughs) I like to like trick them and stuff and like tell them things that are, because all the, most kids on set are, you know, it's, they're that kind (laughs) of kid. Because a lot of times the actor kids get catered to significantly. Yeah. And I think the opposite is important to, the, to them to have the... Just to show no deference to them whatsoever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I, wor- I worked on a Nickelodeon show for a couple seasons, and yeah. I agree that there's a little bit of, like... Uh, you, there should be a little bit more realness with these children. Cause yeah. That's they why they end up so nuts. nightmares.
2: Oh, yeah. absolutely. It's totally the yeah. case. And I think you, you can't really change that, though. I don't know. That's, like, a problem that's not going to get solved by anyone anytime mm. soon.
0: Yeah,
1: Wow, I didn't even realize the, the kids are being extra catered
2: to. I mean, this kid was just a nice little kid though. I I barely saw him at all. You know, okay. we, I said hi to him.
0: Oh was, yeah. This kid wasn't like he was just a cute little cutie, I'm oh, sure. He didn't yeah. have he didn't have a line where he was like, gee, mister. Like, no. you know.
2: He I think it was just maybe his first acting job, maybe. He was Aww. great. But I yeah, I barely saw him, except for the ice cream day. And even then it was like, it's so hectic that it's not there's no time to. Okay, I, also, I don't so really, then I don't let's
0: pivot to people you actually spent time with. Yeah. Are you and Ice-T best friends now? What's going on?
2: We talked a bit, yeah. We talked. We spent some time talking. We had a mutual friend who passed away uh, about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. Riley Gale from Power Trip and uh, Ice-T's band Body Count. They have toured. I think they had Power Trip open for them at some point. Uh, but yeah, we talked a little bit about that. But I mean, the best part is seeing people like local, just the kind of New Yorkers you know have never left 15 square blocks of the city, come up and just talk to him. Like, they're not like being like, oh, Mr. Ice, like, yo, Ice, yo, turn around. I got to get a picture. Turn around, Ice. Yo, man, I love you. You're the best. Just stuff like that. He's like, he could stop traffic. It's crazy. I mean, I don't understand. I've I've never worked with a person who has, who commands that much respect it's just insane that how much people revere that guy, and rightly so.
0: Yeah, I think people have said, too, it's like, the, you know, a lot of women will be really into Marishka Hargitay and Christopher Maloney, a lot of the female fans, but, yeah. like, everybody's into Ice. Like, everyone loves well, he, yeah, Ice. Yeah, you know I mean? he's a
2: legend. He's just like yeah. this thing where he transcends. I mean, you see, like, homeless people coming up to him, and also it's like there's no category of person who isn't just, oh, man, Ice, <laughs> Ice. <laughs>
1: yeah
2: did yeah. you see coco i did not no okay oh.
1: we you know on his rider um he doesn't do any job where he can't say that coco can go anywhere she wants at any time i'm not
2: familiar with his writer no no
1: <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have you review it no they did not actually no <laughs> um any other you said you got along with the new cast
2: member yeah tavio he's great so hung uh, out a bunch
1: well, we, he's new to us um right. and to the listeners, so can mm-hmm. you give us some scoop? Should they like him? Should they hate him?
2: What's his vibe? I think they should love him. he's a great guy. I don't know. We got along famously. I feel like he's like uh he's a classic case of someone who does not um i do it was not who I thought he was when I first met him, and I'm like, oh my God, this guy's like into all this same stuff as me, like weird meditation stuff and just like that. And so we we got along famously. And I just really um I was actually there when he found out he got picked up for oh, the season. Wow. So we, we were talking a bunch, you know, and I was just like, I was I was one of the first times in a long time I would have been like just incredibly happy for someone. I was so I don't know why. It's just something about like just the way we talked about stuff and find that out, was just like, oh my God, it's so I was, I was in the street with him. I was screaming like, yes! I was <laughs> so awesome. stoked because it's so great that uh, just to be with someone when they get that kind of news is such a, such a cool thing. So
0: That is so cool. Yeah. And then did he go right from that to like fully just like pile driving you in that next scene that you guys had to do?
2: That is actually 100% true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we we're all, like a block away uh, where the trailers were and we were walking to set to do that exact scene. That's so, now, you know. and how, how Are there that stunt? Yeah, oh, need yeah, yeah. No, yeah.
1: stunt? Yeah, we needed that. Yeah. Stunt coordinating. people coordinating. Like, how did that I mean, work?
2: You don't have to squint that much to tell that the guy's getting knocked down is not me.
0: Oh,
1: really? <laughs> oh, really? I mean, you know I couldn't tell. Okay. I was like, that's I Johnny was, getting his ass. Beat. I was jumping up and down. I storied it. I couldn't believe uh <laughs> that you had a beat down. Because you kind of downplayed your part a little at the party. I, don't, I guess. I mean, should I have upplayed it? What do you mean? I, you were just like, yeah, it was good. It was fun. And I, if I if I was you, I'd be like, you don't even fucking believe it. I had these detectives beating the shit out of me. I was in an ice cream. Like I would. Um, but you're a
2: big fan of the show. So correct. it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Obviously. And we have different, you also, yeah. you and Lisa have different personalities. But yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a braver, I guess. <laughs> was that him tackling you or that was two stunt people? Two stunt people. Two mm. stunt people. Wow, yeah. wow, wow,
1: wow. Big wow,
2: padded wow. ground. Uh, rubber gun, oh, yeah. The whole the whole works, yeah.
1: And did you vibe with makeup and hair when they were doing all your all your prosthetics? Because you had a well, lot. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I that was that so stuff. freaky to see you look like that. I'm sure it was to look at yourself in the mirror. It but. was
2: strange. The worst thing about it is everyone on set pays you so much attention. And I can't stand that. We're really. Oh, how
1: see the other guy?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, is it you? Are you the other guy? <laughs>
1: How did it feel? How long did you have to keep it on? And then, do you rip it off like slow motion horror movie style? No, they
2: they have to take it off carefully because it's, mm. it's two appliances. I like I like that stuff a lot. I think it's really relaxing to have that done. Wow! And also, it's just like uh, it's so interesting. I think the first thing I ever, the first time I ever really got into any kind of like um, whatever you call it, like performing or theater or film or like that, was probably early in high school. I was into makeup effects. I wanted to do. I read, like, Dick Smith's book. I read, like, Rick Baker's book about, like, doing uh, prosthetics and makeup effects. I tried doing it. It's actually, you know, extremely difficult and all this stuff you have to do. I kind of fell out with it. But I always have, like, this genuine respect for people who do that because it is an art. It's artistry and it's interesting. It's a very specific form of artistry. So anytime I get to have something like that done to me, I'm just so... It's just so interesting to watch them do it and how it, like, slowly becomes... Looks so incredibly real that it's just... Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I knew you Religious, were just standing
1: there like a beat-up doofus. It was, like... It was uh, cool. I've never seen someone so beat-up look so chill, I guess, in court, you
2: know? Well, I think that was how they wanted it to be. I mean... Because it's, like, the, the injuries speak for themselves. You don't really have to do anything. It's, like, this thing where... The person you see, what you see, is that says a volume before anything. Nothing I could say would would um, would help that at all. I think
0: that was definitely in the show's history of twenty three seasons, though one of the more graphic, like um, really, depictions of somebody getting like beat up in jail or yeah, like injuries like that. Like you, you looked really, really uh, knocked around. They Um, punish me
2: for what I did. Yeah. Well,
0: I also what wanted to did. ask Sorry. you... What he did. Yeah, yeah, what he did. We know you're oh, the farthest thing God. from this character. <laughs> <laughs> Your character's so, like, weird because he's so, like... Even when he's caught, he's like, I'm walking out of here. Like, when they have the guns on him, it's like, you're not walking out of here. And then he, and then once they have you, you're like, I swear on my mom's grave I didn't do this. Like, you're just, like, a liar. Your character just lies throughout a lot. I mean, besides being a rapist. Right. Are you a good liar, you think? <laughs>
2: I I guess so. Um, I don't know. I mean, know. you told
0: me you just admitted earlier that you love lying to little children. So I'm just wondering. Like, well, I like I like
2: like telling them something like you know, did you know that that guy's leg isn't real? They're like, yes, it is. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's not. That kind
0: of thing. But you better <laughs>
2: yeah. not ask them because if you do, it's going to make them upset. Stuff like that, you know, like just weird, dumb things. Where, like that's not sure. true. It's like, how do you know it's not true? Just stuff <laughs> like that. I don't know. I guess I I like to lie. I don't think it's lying. I think it's more just interesting. I think it's interesting to um, to see like present things as real that aren't real because man, uh, that isn't that just theater? It's like anything you do. It's like yeah. what is what is really real? I suppose I I like doing that stuff. I mean, the character is just basically a sociopath, mm-hmm. and I think all comedians to some extent are probably sociopaths, mm-hmm. or I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I can be that way.
1: Well, sociopath is not, like, no feelings at all. And I feel like comedians have a lot of feelings. Yeah. Maybe more narcissists or something. I don't know. I think
2: there's this weird combination of that. But I think that character, that character obviously is um, has some sort of, you know, psychopathy or something like that going on. And uh, I don't know. I think that's in a lot of, in all of us to some extent. And I feel like I've, I don't know. I I I, I like that. I think it's interesting to to play someone who is so convinced of their own reality that they don't even um, recognize when they've been fully caught. Like that's interesting to me. Yeah. Someone who's that's like that's kind of to me that's really scary. It's someone who's just like um. Yeah. I mean, as I wanted to play it a little differently, but that's just me, you know. But they they obviously have a you know they have the whole tone they've established over the many many years mm. i just think it's always interesting when someone seems really innocent and um but is absolutely the opposite
0: yeah no exactly and i think that's yeah like when I first saw you were in this episode, I was like, "Oh, this makes sense" because you, to me, have such a sweet, like, nice face, and like you're the op- That's the opposite of what like the character. Oh, is, I don't
1: and- know if you're gonna like hearing this or not. So, me and my friends like to make lists.
2: Just go ahead and say it, sure.
1: And I, well, we can <laughs> cut it out if you don't. But I think no, I don't like care. I, I'm just so we like to make lists, and one of the hardest lists to make is top ten comedians that you would uh, be shocked if they raped. Like, there's no way they're a rapist. And it's like, Why are you, jo-
2: What are you doing making these lists? Why don't you just play M.A.S.H.? What happened to M.A.S.H.?
1: <laughs> well, we do fun lists. We do other ones, like, top 10 meals of your life. Like, we okay. have fun. But one night, we were like, I wonder if we could come up with 10 people where we could, we would be so shocked that they would be a rapist. Josh Gondelman, and then everyone doesn't really have anyone else. Right. And I was hanging out with someone, and they said you. Okay. They were like Johnny Pepperton, And then I was like, well, wildly- he just played a vicious rapist.
2: Um, <laughs> Great! It's nice to know that people are talking about me out there. That saying he would not, he would not rape. He
1: would not assault.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice.
1: It's and really is nice. it different? You know, you're you're well known. I think the most from Superstore. Um, I guess so yeah, are the sets different? Doing such drama, drama to comedy, and like,
2: I don't know. I mean, they're very different. Yeah, uh, but also. Every set's different, I suppose. This one, it's different, but just because they've been doing it so long, so anything, everything feels kind of like you're just, it feels like you're, you know when you go to an Airbnb and there's too much of the person's personality there? You're like, this feels <laughs> weird. I feel like I'm like, you know, like what's a, what's the girl's name who who goes in the house of the three bears kind of thing?
0: Goldilocks. Yeah,
2: I feel like that. So I, sometimes with those sets that are so super established, you just feel like, I don't know. You feel like a like a freshman in high school or something like that, where everything is unfamiliar and every to everyone there. This is just such old hat that yeah, yeah. So it's not the most comfortable scenario, I suppose. But also, I, I knew that going into it, so I, I I don't know. It's it's um it's just a set, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's just a set.
0: You were saying before, like you were saying, I wanted to play it differently, the character. So was, was there, like, a thing where you started playing it a certain way and then the director was like, hey, I think actually we're going to take it more like this? Or did you have, like, an upfront meeting with the director where they were like, here's how we want you to do it, kind of?
2: No, no we kind of just hit the ground running, really. Because mm-hmm. they just they move so fast with everything. Uh, I was just thinking, like, I thought it would be interesting to me if he was really um, innocent and really, like, almost friendly. Mm-hmm. Like in a way where uh, that to me is the scariest thing is someone who's super friendly but also is like in the same just the dichotomy of that I guess is interesting but also they can't have it play that all they have it, they can't have it play that way because it's I like think it's too disarming it's too much of a red herring when I think the red herring is already like you said like that I seem like someone who wouldn't rape so that's that's all they need they don't need. It might be. A, it's probably a hat on a hat because it's me. Yeah, it's me Your thinking, face
0: is doing a lot of the work.
2: Yeah, it's easy <laughs> to forget that. I think a lot of people. I mean, all the time, people forget. Like, oh, you don't have to do anything because most of the most of what's done is accomplished by just literally who you are and who the stuff you convey by just being present and speaking. And we want to try so hard sometimes to be. I want to. I gotta try really hard, and it's like, no, you don't. Some people are just like they seem mean and they have to work their entire lives to not get in fights with people. Like, you know, there's, there's big dudes who everyone wants to fight them, but they're like, sweetheart, and they don't want to fight. And there's people like me who are like, I can't get anyone to take me seriously because I seem like I'm lost. When actually it's like I feel like that big guy I want to kick someone's ass. But I've never been in a fight in my entire yeah. life. So, I mean, that's that's that just goes to show you like, I don't know. It's like you, you can try all you want to be someone else, but you're probably going to be taken at face value most of the time. I feel like that's the case in most acting roles, unless it's something very specifically different, or you're playing yeah. against that on purpose.
0: No, I hear you. That's what I try to kind of like tell myself when I audition for stuff and I don't get it. I'm like, they physically are looking for like basically a certain person, I think.
2: All the time. And I like, think 95% it, it, of the time. And it's like,
0: I just am not that person and I can't change like what my whole vibe is, you know? Yeah, you can't no change. No matter how good you are at acting.
2: Unless you get like surgery to change the shape of your mouth for something. It's like <laughs> the kind of thing where like, you literally <laughs> can't consider do anything. Mm. But then if you did that, you would lose the thing you had before. Sure. You're like, oh, we wanted that. And then you just changed it. You got that
0: mouth surgery. <laughs> Fuck. Any other little tidbits from the set you think our listeners would love before we let you go? A
1: tidbit from the set. You know what I mean. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, we're talking, it, like, the people that listen, we love SVU. So any, mm-hmm. like, morsel of behind-the-scenes stuff is exciting.
2: Like, what's behind the scenes that's not NDA behind the scenes? Like, oh, did yeah. someone
1: say something funny? Um, was someone- yeah, me,
2: every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: me,
2: every day. I don't think he said anything funny. God. But you signed an NDA? Cool. I think, I think it's uh, implicit, actually, with all that stuff. Wow. I will say, you know what? The sets, the backdrops that are painted, they look so good. They look so good in real, in real life. Like, God damn, that looks real.
1: It's what's really painted? good.
2: Like what's, what's painted? painted? Like in that room, the, uh, the room, like we have the interrogation room, mm-hmm. like the skyline back there, That's all painted. It's not. Wow. Or, oh if it's not painted, it's a, it's a picture, it's a photograph or something like that. It's not real. None of that stuff is real except for the outside stuff. And it all looks, so it looks really good.
1: Were you shooting that stuff at Chelsea Piers?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea Piers.
1: Where'd they put you up? Somewhere nice?
2: Uh, yeah, I guess so it was a hotel. me and you should have a buddy movie where i just keep the most the two most different people (laughs) ever (laughs) i will say that they um what it did surprise me about the show is they definitely they keep it thrifty
0: oh it's not
2: exactly the most um uh, i don't know how to say this it's not like it's not really like i've been on sets where like wow you know stuff where Mm. this is nice and this was not that it wasn't super nice but that's i kind of think that's cool it feels to me almost like in like a broadway tradition where you ever see like this the dressing rooms that broadway actors have these huge productions it looks like this looks kind of kind of run down and rinky dinky but it's kind of cool because it's the thing where i don't know there's something about that that i think is interesting and i i i like that how, how the feeling of it wasn't, it didn't feel super um, like special or nice because I don't know if it needs to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've had 23 years to cut the fat, you know, oh, and like, yeah. figure out what they need, what like the bare minimum that they need is. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think they probably spend on like, Risk random, kind I of always know, <laughs> well, yeah, but I also notice like, they'll just have like random huge crowds in parts where it doesn't even necessarily make sense. Out on the court steps, they'll just right. be like, a million people that they're paying all those fucking people. And I'm like, you could have made this a tighter shot and not had a million people. But, yeah. like, you know, they do that kind of stuff.
2: It does feel very real when you're out there. That's what's so cool about it is how the reality of how um, it feels like it's in the city and stuff. Yeah. You can feel it.
0: And, well, Johnny, uh, this was yeah, this a really truly fun. Thank you so oh, yeah. much for talking to us and giving us your uh, the own your own version of the SVU scoop. And uh, and I can't wait can. to see
1: what secret projects um, that we will yeah,
0: see. Yeah, do you next have well, do you have anything public that you want like our listeners yeah. to check out?
2: I mean, you can check out my new podcast with Duncan Trussell. It's called The Leather Rose. Ooh,
0: he's very yeah, funny. How about too. That? We go. Yeah,
2: you can yeah. check that out.
0: Yeah.
2: And um you can check out my podcast live to tape. Which is nice all podcasts are, <laughs> and uh, you know, just Google my name and see what comes up. You can buy tons of merchandise for tons of amazing merchandise, merchandise you can pick up anytime you want to get it. <laughs> Did you notice how they changed my voice in that beginning scene? Yes. That was weird yeah. to me. That well, was weird. we
0: recently watched an episode with Martin Short where he plays a rapist. And at the very beginning, they cha- he has a low voice change thing where he's making a phone call and he's like, ah, being menacing. And I'm like, oh, man. that is Martin Short if you yeah. really listen. <laughs> and when I was listening to this, I knew this was your episode. So I was like, that is Johnny if you really listen. That's but crazy. Like, yeah, you don't want to give it away, I guess. Yeah,
2: when I found that he did an episode as a rapist, I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> you know, Robin Williams has been on. Robin Williams, Kathy Griffin, Margaret Cho, Jim Gaffigan. I mean, a lot of comedians have been on.
1: Yeah, Bob Saget. You are in a very um great group of comedians who have played bad guys on SVU. So congrats.
2: Cool. All right, book me on your shows, everybody. Uh, I don't it's too much work for me to hunt you down and ask for because I gotta ask.
0: <laughs> Johnny, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having You're me. You're the best. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my gosh. Johnny. Love
1: Johnny. Johnny. He's so cool. <laughs> So different. <laughs> so yeah. different. So He's secretive. very
0: different from his character on the show, if you didn't see yes, 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 that. Yes, yes. Um, but nevertheless, <laughs> I will probably call him a rapist again when
1: I see him in social situations. It's just truly, uh, it's thrilling. It's a horrible episode. Um, but it's nice. But it's horrible in terms of content, but great in terms of season 23, they're still killing it.
0: Yeah, um and like yeah here we are okay so postmortem what did we learn I mean we learned that SVU can't survive without some asshole white guy pushing Olivia Benson around and telling her what to do and trying to undermine victims
1: also put people away for rape for more than six years like what the fuck put it's people like, away I
0: would just love some information on like reoffending and escalation because it just seems like in at least in this podcast anecdotally. So many of the guys that go away for like, yeah, four years on rape, then come out and start fucking tying women up in their Alaskan like kill sheds. You know what I mean? Like it just it always leads to something else. You didn't just like one time like do a rape for funsies, you
1: know? Yeah, I just wish violence against women was held at the same esteem as like money laundering from the government, you know, drugs.
0: There's people in, in, in jail for drugs for longer than that.
1: Yeah. And then, no matter what, do not let anyone in your ho- home or on the street. Don't pull over. Nothing. Like, oh, women, yeah. child, people. anyone, nobody. Yeah. Actually, this is pretty fucked up. Because I live in an apartment where I, I could get attacked easy. <laughs> I'm really open to the public in my <laughs> home. And um, someone in the middle of the night knocked on my door asking for someone named Frank. And it scared the shit out of me. Oh, did I ever
0: tell you that... Um, when I was like eight months pregnant, living in the little house, uh, I uh, Marianne Ways was with me actually. So somebody was at home with me, but Jared was out of town for like two weeks. And this guy came up to my house with his head bleeding and was like, "Can I come in your house and like clean myself up?" And I was like, "I'm sorry, I can't let you in my house. Like I'm like a like pregnant and by myself." And
1: like you said was... that, yeah. Don't say that though to people.
0: No, I got him. A, do you know what I did? I got him an Uber home. Wow. I called, I said, what's your address? And I got him an Uber home. He lived 10 minutes away from me. Did he get mugged?
1: What happened?
0: I think it was a gang thing. He wouldn't tell me what it was, but he, I think it was a gang thing. Like he's like, these guys just got out of their car and smashed me. And I was like, then that, that must've been like a gang initiation thing or something Damn. like, no, like people, you know, he said they got out of the car and like, and like bat hit him with a bat. Yeah, I was like, I want to help you. I just can't let you like in my house. Um.
1: Well, I was reading like BuzzFeed lists. And one of them was like times where I listened to my gut and intuition. And I'm so glad I did. And it was just like a bunch of stories like that. And there was one where a guy did see a woman in distress at the side of the road. And something in him was like, I got to get her. And she was running away from two people that were trying to murder her in the woods. And so that worked out. Um, but like, Shit. he's also a man. I personally yeah. would call the Thor. I would like, I would never, I just, I don't even care if you have eight babies. I'm not stopping for you. <laughs> I'm absolutely not put it. I just can't. I'm, of course I would. I don't know. I don't, I think it's too scary.
0: Yeah. What else? Should we move on?
1: Yeah. Let's move on. I think with this, it's just like, uh, people are creeps. Uh, don't be too friendly to your ice cream man. I mean, that's what the world is telling us. Like, do not trust or like anybody yeah. ever. It's so annoying. I'm so glad Marianne was at your house. That is it's, so scary. Yeah. It's like
0: behind the nice ice cream guy that looks like has the face of Johnny Pemberton, there can be monsters. So don't judge books by their cover, I guess. Oh, never. Um, yeah. So this week's uh, What Would Sister Peg Do?, which is our weekly segment where we direct you towards a resource or an organization or a book of some kind to give you more information on a topic that we covered in today's episode. This week, we're going back to an organization that we've hi- highlighted before, which is Rain, uh, the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. It's the United States' largest anti-sexual violence organization, um, and they uh, uh, create and operate the National Sexual Assault Hotline in partnership with more than a thousand local sexual assault service providers across the country. They have programs to prevent sexual violence, help survivors, and ensure that perpetrators are brought to justice. So if you are interested, it's more information is at rain rain.org. And then their hotline is 800-656-HOPE. That's 800-656-4673. If you or anyone you know needs these services. And as usual, they will all be saved on our Instagram page under the highlight called WWSPD.
1: Hell yes. And next week's episode will be Blood Brothers, season 13, episode three. So watch along with us if you'd like on Hulu, Peacock, or wherever you illegally stream. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Messed Up is an exactly right production. If you have compliments you'd like to give us or
0: episodes you'd like us to cover, shoot us an email at thatsmesseduppod at gmail.com.
1: Follow the podcast on Instagram at thatsmesseduppod and on Twitter at Messed And follow us personally at Kara Clank and at Glitter Cheese. As always, please see our show notes for sources and more information. Thank you so much to our producer, Annalise Nelson. And to our mixing engineer, Ryo Baum. And to Henry Kapersky for our theme song and
0: to Carly Jean Andrews for our artwork. Thank you to our executive producers, Georgia Hardstark, Karen Kilgariff, Danielle Kramer, and everyone at Exactly Right Media.
1: Listen, subscribe, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dun-dun!